0: Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite and fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Literary Quest. This week, we're talking about Taken by the Horde King by Zoe Draven. This is probably going to be an After Dark episode. We'll be talking about um, alien penises. So gird your loins. I'll introduce our characters and Vicky will talk about our plot. So our main female character is named Mina. She is a Vikiri or human a woman who has been mostly discounted as being unintelligent by her fellow humans because she has a stutter. She has magic, which allows her to form barriers around herself. So she's able to navigate the red fog that partially covers this planet, which is toxic to the others who breathe it. She lives in an encampment with other humans within the dead mountain. Uh, These humans include her best friend, Tess, who has been like a sister to her. And they are led by Ben, who is abusive and cruel. And we have Rath Rowan, our main male character, who is a horde king. He has always been very serious and has tried to avoid any significant romantic relationships with females because his father brought him up to believe that females would be his ruin he is a great warrior and an honest and very respected leader. This, t- this book takes place on an alien planet, mostly in the Eastlands and in the Dead Mountain. Vicki, please take over with our plot. Sure. So the book starts off
1: with the group of humans meeting with a witch, the humans led by Ben, a misogynist misogynistic jerk face have been suffering under the mountain for a long time and they want to know how to get their lives back and how to clear the deadly fog. The witch tells them that in order to do so they must get the heart of a horde king. Our main female lead Mina has a stutter and because of this she is basically an outcast in the group. However she is helpful in that she is the only person who is able to withstand the fog. The humans and the witch decide that Mina should go out in the fog to lure in the Horde King that is watching the fog, Rowan. Mina is dressed up and the witch tells her what to say to the Horde King to lure him in. Mina does not want to do this but she doesn't have a choice and so she goes to the Horde King. The Horde King is instantly taken with her and follows Mina back through the fog in a daze. Mina realizes that she is somehow controlling the fog instead of simply withstanding it. Once she is able to get the Horde King to a specific spot, the humans are able to knock Rowan unconscious and tie him up. Mina feels horrible about all of this. She knows that the Horde King has been wounded, and she goes to tend to his wounds. He is still unconscious, but comes to while she is cleaning him up. He is furious at her and calls her a witch. He recognizes that her guilt is a weakness and that he can use that as an advantage to help him escape. Mina has already decided to help him get out, though. She knows that the only key to his chains can be found in Ben's pocket. Ben, however, is rather difficult. He learns that Mina has been tending to Rowan and is furious. He forbids her from seeing him again. Mina, of course, does not listen and starts to sneak in to see him at night. One night, she spies the pregnant woman in their group, stealing food, but being the nice person that she is, Mina promises not to say anything. Rowan and Mina grow closer while Mina tries to find a way for him to escape. Rowan knows not to put all his eggs in one basket though and is slowly using his chains to saw through the rock that he's chained against. Ben of course learns that Mina is still seeing the Horde King and hurts her right in front of Rowan. This infuriates Rowan because he has feelings for her even though he denies them. After being sexually assaulted and beaten Mina is left with Rowan who comforts her. She falls asleep only to wake up to her friend Tess who is also dating Ben, telling her to get away from Rowan because he is dangerous. Tess informs Mina that the women who have been out on a hunt had caught something big and they wouldn't have to worry about food. While Mina Mina is pleased with this, she also pleads with Tess to see what's really going on with Ben. But Tess says that she believes the witches are telling the truth and that the Horde King's death will end the fog. They're going to have a feast for the witches and Mina knows that she must help Rowan escape soon. She has been practicing controlling the fog and has even managed to clear it enough to contact Rowan second in command and tell him that Rowan is alive and to wait as she will bring him back. Right before the feast, Mina is accused of stealing food. At first, she denies it, but when even Tess doesn't believe her, she gives a fake confession. Ben, of course, wants to punish her, but before he can, Mina box him in the head really hard and he is knocked out. She is able to get the key and runs to Rowan. However, when she gets there, she is, he is already free. Rowan takes Mina. He cuts off Ben's hand because Ben deserves it. Mina clears the fog for them so that they can go- get back to his horde. When they get to the other side, Rowan takes Mina as his prisoner. He wants to keep her so that he can use her abilities to clear the fog. Rowan keeps her a secret to all but a few people while he considers his next step. He realizes that in order for the horde to accept Mina and not see her as a witch, he will have to marry her. He's actu- he isn't actually all that pressed about it, though. His Putraak tells him that this is not the way for Horde King to start off a relationship with his queen, but Rowan dismisses him. Rowan has Mina show the Horde what she can do to the Fog. She manages to push herself further than ever before and is able to clear the whole valley of, of the Fog. Everyone is very impressed and Rowan announces that she will be their queen. Mina is not on board with this plan, but Rowan threatens to go back to the mountain and kill everyone she cares about if she doesn't marry him. She has no choice but to agree to the marriage. They have a surprisingly fun time at their wedding though, and they both enjoy consummating their marriage. However, Rowan realizes that he has really intense feelings for Mina and is conflicted. Naturally, he runs and doesn't spend the night with her. Mina decides that she will not run him out of his own home, so she goes and sleeps in another tent. Rowan is not happy with that either though, and he drags her back to his place. He refuses to stay there though, so it's all very awkward. Soon rumors begin in the horde, people start disrespecting Mina and Rowan is so focused on avoiding his feelings that he misses all of this until his trustee second in command points it out. Rowan realizes that he needs to get over his own fear of having feelings and forgive Mina for her part in his capture. So he apologizes and while Mina accepts, she still does not forget his threat against the people she cares about. He swears that he will find a way to go and save them. He also reveals to her why he avoided her so much his mother died while giving birth to him and his father never recovered. He even named him Rowan. His father focused all his energy on making Rowan fierce. And when Rowan made it through the horde trials and went off on his own, his father committed suicide so that he could finally be with the female he loved. Rowan had sworn to himself that he would never let a female have so much power over him or have such a weakness. Mina and Rowan are able to start moving forward in their relationship after this conversation. Soon, Mina's powers start getting stronger and she doesn't know how to control them, which is disturbing to Rowan as he worries about her. However, this issue falls on the back burner when witches capture a bunch of warriors to take them as sacrifices since they no longer have a horde king. Mina knows that she can use her power to clear the fog long enough for Rowan and 30 remaining warriors to rescue those taken. She is able to part the fog and hold it so that Rowan and his group can get through. However, rescues never go as planned. So what happens? Spoilers ahead. Okay. So, this was your first read, right? It was. Okay. This was. I love Zoe uh, <clears throat> Drazen. Me too. I like, yeah, her books are just the best. Mm-hmm. This I was your second that. read? It was. Yes. So, Yeah, I enjoyed it the first time and I enjoyed it this time. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. she's just so she everything in these books are everything that I want from a a romance novel. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, I don't know, she just so. I so I was thinking about this really hard when I started reading this one to try to figure out what it is that I just love so much about the characters that she writes. And it's that she will include a female character who is frequently amazing. And the male character will display some form of rejection for her in, in some of these books. And the female character responds by saying, all right, fine, I'll just do this by myself. And I don't think this happens in every story, but it definitely happened in this one. And it happened in the last book which I think was probably my favorite one. Um, And the woman that starts out or the female character starts out like that, just let her, yeah, in the fourth book. But it's like, I will take care of this myself. I've got it. I don't need you. Which I feel like is how I respond to like everything in my life. (laughs) Like, don't (laughs) worry about it. I'll just take care of it myself. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, I can frequently and the female character, she can do like, she's she like, fine. I'll just, I don't need you. I'll make this happen on my own. Um, and then the male character feels bad and I don't understand why I am this way, but I really like it when the male character feels bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what it is, but she, she writes that scenario so well. And I, for I just find it very relatable and very appealing to me but also I, I just think that the way that she um she writes about characters is really lovely like they they enhance each other's lives they're not dependent on each other um the male and the female characters they 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 exist and they enhance each other and I think that's nice too Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, you had me thinking about this as well. Um, what, you know, what's so great about her books other than, you know, just being awesome. But one reason that I think I really like them is that she always also makes the male lead really work for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it'll start out like being kind of a jerk. And then when he's like, Oh wait, I realize I like you like me back. And when yeah. like, no, you were a jerk and he has mm-hmm. to work
0: for it. Yes. Yeah. So. It's not an instant, like Oh, I forgive you. Everything's fine, especially in this book. She's like, I don't even, I don't know if I can trust you. And yeah. the guy's like, All right, I'm going to show you that you can. And here is how. And there are steps. Like yes. he does the things. He says, "This is what I'm going to do," and then he does it. And it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Something like that.
1: I love a good grovel. I guess.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's yeah feel like there's a conversation to be had with my therapist about why I'm so into this, but there we are. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, there's a Facebook group all for like groveling. So I don't think you're the only one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I also love about her books is that she, so, you know, these take place on an alien planet with different customs and stuff like that. She has been able to involve us in a world with its own like she's got her own little language that she's created for it but it doesn't feel overwhelming Mm -hmm. I, I read a book recently and I love a glossary in a book and I love but it was um I there were like I don't know 10 pages on the front end of glossary terms and mythology and I was like this is this is too much. I felt overwhelmed. I looked at the first two pages and I was like, all right, I'm just going to bypass all of this and figure it out. Like if, yeah. And so what I like is that she's created this world. She's included, uh, her terminology, but in a way that doesn't make me feel like I can't figure out what's going on. Right. I'm just over here, like collecting, um, Dakari words mm-hmm. <laughs> for my personal glossary <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah
1: um yes I agree with you on that you know what I wish more authors would do we saw this when we read um the first never night book right mm-hmm. the asterisks right? And then you can click on it and you can see at the you know, it'll pull up what it is. That would be really helpful instead of, especially with the new series that Mm -hmm. you're reading with all like brand new mythology and stuff, like reading that at the beginning Mm -hmm. is really easy to forget.
0: Oh yeah. Like so
1: easy to forget. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I really
0: liked that, um, Jay Kristoff, right? Yeah. It was Jay Kristoff. What was great about his, uh, Footnotes as well as that they were funny a lot, so they they had some comedic moments just within the footnotes too. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. That is a good strategy. I like that as well. I had forgotten about that, but you're right; it does make it easy to kind of include stuff like that. So this book starts out with the female main character betraying the male main character, mm-hmm. and it hurts me a little bit when that happens. Mina lures Rowan into the red fog so that she can drag him to the dead mountain and have his heart harvested by the witches. And I feel like when we start out with a betrayal like this, the female just ends up having to do so much work to gain the trust of the male main character again. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I I mean, it's- Mm
0: -hmm like she realizes immediately that her betrayal was a mistake and she starts taking the steps to, to correct it but they just they just have that that a moment of and i mean also fool on the male main character for immediately trusting a woman that appears mm-hmm. out of this red fog like you should have known better you're the mm-hmm. leader but still it feels like a cloud hanging over their relationship yes Yes. Well she also used
1: like their I guess mythology kind of against him or their belief, mm-hmm. you know, she like in the old language or something, she says like I am yours, quirking. Mm-hmm. Um so that's a whole other like betrayal on top of it, using
0: that against him too. Yeah. 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 So, so- it just it hurts me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love how Mina is immediately like the oh nope this was I shouldn't have done this. Yes, she's a bad idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, she says like in like she felt like she had done something wrong. Like immediately, like it wasn't supposed to happen. It was just this like deep inner knowing uh-huh. that she disturbed
0: something. Yeah. Uh, It was Kikari. Oh, yes. The goddess. The goddess is telling her, oh, no, you did a bad thing. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But how would they have met otherwise? You know, they're supposed to be each other's, like, soulmates.
0: I mean, she didn't have to lure him under the mountain. She could have just been like, oh, yeah, I need to just let you go. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, this seems like a good moment to ditch all of my human friends. And flee. Yeah, that's true. And she should have situation. just done that. But... She should have just asked for help. <laughs> hey, I'm being abused.
1: But they were taught, you know, that oh, the Horde Kings are so mean and evil and it's all awful. Mm-hmm.
0: So she wouldn't know what she was running into if she had done that. Yeah. These humans are uh, led by Ben. Mm-hmm. I hated him immediately. Yes. My
1: first note in the, uh, for this was, well, this is starting out great with all the entitlement. Yeah. Because he's just like demands things and, ugh, like, oh, we deserve this. We deserve that.
0: Ugh. ugh he's gross. Mm-hmm. He's so hateful and just awful and it's sad to me that the only thing that's keeping Mina from being abused is that she has a stutter and he thinks she's unintelligent and has the mind of a child like the only thing keeping her from being sexually assaulted is her stutter Mm -hmm. that's appalling yes and her friend friend
1: whatever Tess yeah is dating him Basically,
0: yeah, despite all of the like ugh. she's got some type of arrangement with him that's supposed to keep him from harming Nina and does d- doesn't i mean it doesn't end up keeping him from harming Nina, um right. but he's not supposed to because of whatever arrangement they have, yeah, but they the people in this group let him lead them, they know no, they're just a bunch of sheep, like. <laughs> Just going along with the abusive guy and what he says, even though he's, you know, casually raping people and mm. beating them. All right. You're a group of 30 people being treated ab- abusively, but y- yep. Don't rebel or anything. Just take it. Yeah. I Ugh.
1: Sheep. I don't understand eh. that.
0: Like, I
1: guess he just kind of stepped into a power vacuum, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is what happened.
0: But yeah, I so. mean, they're all like scared and confused and starving. So okay, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, but there are like four other. There, I think at least four other male guards are mentioned. Um, who are all treated badly as well and witness Nina, you know, getting the crap kicked out of her. And then later she gets sexually assaulted by Ben and they do nothing. Mm -hmm. Shameful dirtbags. I love when she fights back against him. Yes. Gouges freaking eyes out. It's fantastic. I hate all of the people in this group. They end up. So at the end, when they're rescued by Rowan and his horde, he gives them the option to stay in his horde. And most of them decline to do that. And I am personally very happy for that. These people need to go like sit in the corner and think about what they've done. Yes. They, they don't do. they don't need to be happily ensconced in a horde. They need to take a step back and think about their morals and the things that they chose to do. Mm-hmm. There's a pregnant girl in this book who yes. is see like Nina sees her stealing rations. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happened, I knew that that girl was going to throw Nina under the bus. I was thinking, Oh no. Yep. This is going to be bad. Yep. Ugh. And I couldn't stand her. I love how
1: Nina um, points it out too. when she's like, oh, what are you doing there? As if she caught me. And like, I mean, you know, Mina, I guess shouldn't have been where she was, but still mm-hmm. like to be mad at Mina. Yeah. She got caught. Yeah. Come on.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and then later on when she gives, Mina gives some of her food to like a starving child mm-hmm. and her, uh, the pregnant woman's significant other. is like, oh, well next time give it to her. She actually needs it. Like, fuck off. Yeah. No, she's already stealing. She's already getting extra.
0: Yeah. Like. Also, um, why don't you just take your husband's rations? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. I just wanted them to rebel so badly. I mean, the threat was that he would, so if Ben found out, he would punish this pregnant girl. Okay. Why doesn't your husband, who's a guard, stand up for you against him?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why doesn't he get the other guards who are already unhappy to stand up for you against him? Yep. You're a whole group of people against one man that no one really likes. Rebel. I <laughs> know. Cool. Uh, I hated. it this is the worst group of humans that ah. and with Ben being the worst of them all like I really just wanted I wanted Rowan to kill him so badly I just wanted him to die I know he ends up cutting off his hand, which was a pretty victorious moment he didn't kill him because Nina asked him not to and I suppose that if he had killed him instead of just cutting off his hand that it might have affected the human's opinion of rowan rath rowan down the road but like who cares it should have just killed him yeah he was a dirt bag i know i would have
1: i wanted his death to like i'm glad that it tested it, yes. but it yeah but it wasn't quite a satisfying death you know
0: yeah. yeah um also like historically in the books that we've read when the male character shows mercy to the bad guy it ends up coming back around and being a bad, like you always kill them. Don't mm-hmm. show mercy, just kill them. And so a lot of times the bad guy will come back around and try to kill the main male character again. And that didn't exactly happen in this story. I was kind of surprised by that. Um, I mean, I suppose if I hadn't killed him, or if they had killed him maybe the witches have would not have come around and we could have bypassed the entire rest of this book the end of the book but whatever okay so he's alive um yeah it 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 what it, it, it was satisfying that he cut off his hand it would have been really satisfying if he had cut off his head yes or even both hands yeah right Yeah, I kind
1: of wanted to see the aftermath of that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like if there was like one chapter going back to him being like with his hand cut off and how he was coping or not coping, really. He was probably so mad.
0: Yeah, I bet he got an infection, too. Ah, Yes, Ah.
1: maybe some sepsis going on.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I love that Test ended up being the one to kill him. But it was after he beat the hell out of her. Right. Uh, Tess just annoyed me. She was a bad friend. She was. She
1: was a real bad friend.
0: I mean, like, that, uh, she does that whole, like, I'm doing this for your own good. hmm With Mina. She, she, I think, ends up being the one. she? I forget what she tells Ben about Mina.
1: That she's going to see it. Um... Oh, that she's
0: going to see Rowan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure
0: that's it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, she snitches on her. Yeah. I, does she think that Mina's unintelligent? Surely not. I don't know. Because she has a stutter. I don't, I mean, that just doesn't, she's just a terrible friend. She's supposed to be like a sister to Mina and has always kind of taken care of her or worked with her for them to stay alive. And then now she's, I don't know, hooking up with Ben and Mina makes a comment at one point about how Tess seems to enjoy being kind of included in his inner circle. So maybe it's related to that too, but uh. Mm -hmm. she's the worst.
1: Yep. I would not have gone back for her no like I don't understand these characters who are like oh like yeah I have awful friends or an awful family you know we've got to go back and save them though like
0: no you don't they sucked they were not kind yeah they did not care for you they treated you like you were stupid you were starving they made you do all the crappy jobs. They were willing to sacrifice you. Ben makes a comment about like, well, what if she, or no, I think it's, I don't know. It's one of the guards. It's like, he really shouldn't, she really shouldn't be taking care of the Horde King. She might get injured. And Ben's like, huh, well, if she dies, that's one last mouth to feed. Okay. Mm-hmm. We want to go back.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: Like pass.
1: I, I would have just moved on with my life. I would have maybe thought like, oh, I wonder like what's happening there, but I would not have been like, oh my God, you have to go get them. We have to find a way to save them. No, nah. no. Bye. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mina has a stutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, i feel like I'm not very well educated on this, but uh, there was another book that I read recently where the character was also considered unintelligent for stuttering. Is this is this a thing? I don't know.
1: I mean, in the last Zoe Draven book or last Horde game book, I mean, didn't the character also have a speech impediment? Like she was mute for a while or something. She wouldn't talk.
0: Well, yeah. She right? was found like in the woods or something. Right, right. Yeah. Way. So maybe childhood um, trauma. She didn't talk. I don't think she has a stutter, but she didn't talk for a long time. Yeah. And the oh, wrath, I forget his name. The Horde King in that book was like her savior kind of almost like he stood up for her and stuff, man. I loved that book. I may go back and read that one.
1: I thinking that too.
0: I think that was one of my favorite one of these mm-hmm. Horde king books. That might be one of my favorite ones. Like I felt a lot of stuff when I was reading that one. Yeah, because his betrayal—he betrays her, and it is like gut wrenching.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: he straight up rejects her. Like I—I I just love that. I, there's something wrong with me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I—I I feel like I'm not well educated on the stutter. That's stuttering would be something to do more research on. But I—I I don't know. I guess people. I don't know. Yeah but Mina is super intelligent. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I wonder. And so she notes in part that the stutter is really prominent, like in the dead mountain and some in her village, but when she's with Rowan and when she's with the horde, it's basically gone. She doesn't have a stutter at all. And so I wonder if in part, some of that's related to having like a sense of safety.
1: Hmm. I was thinking that too I was also thinking like she, yeah she say she's finally having like positive interactions with people you know mm-hmm. instead of just everyone being awful she doesn't have to worry about just survival now she can like do other things you know yeah yeah um so Rowan is imprisoned right mm-hmm. And Ben just tries to, like, taunt him. It does not work until, of course, like, he hurts Mina. And then that's the whole thing. Um, but I really liked that because, mm-hmm. like, it just made Ben even more angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has, like, he has Rowan's sword and he's like, I got your
0: sword. Yeah. And Rowan's like, I'm going to kill you with that. He makes a comment about how Ben can't even, like, pick it up because it's so heavy. Mm-hmm. He's dragging it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rowan's pretty mm-hmm. metal. Yes. I hated when he,
1: and I but I understand it, and he's, you know, thinking about Mina, and so he's like, I'm going to take her for my horde. She's mine, you know? And I was like, I know this is going to lead up to him, like, kidnapping her kind of or something like that so i was disappointed but like also i kind of get it like he was captured and tortured because of her so i don't really know how i'd react either and
0: like even knowing that she had no choice yeah i don't know i mean it's a hard situation to be in because she did lure him and she could have not done that right Mm -hmm. how would they have known How would the other humans have known if she found a horde king or not? So she could have just lied. Um, So I get his anger and frustration with her. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's a hard situation. I mean, Mm -hmm. if someone captured me or lured me and I was a sucker enough to be lured. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe part of the issue is that his pride is also hurt too. Plus like his father basically telling him that women are going to be his ruin and his downfall. There's all of that baggage that goes into this too. Mm -hmm. But then he was also beaten and chained and cut and stabbed. Yeah. I mean, I would be mad. Mm -hmm. And so he does that whole, like I'm going to take you and he chains her to a pole and she's really betrayed and upset. And I, I get it. It is upsetting. She did recognize that what she did was not good mm-hmm. and tried to take the steps to make it better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She was trying to help him. You know, she tried to keep him company and tend to his wounds. Yes. Yeah. Feed him. She, like, offered him, like, her own food, you know? hmm
0: yeah. yeah. So it I mean it's it's a tough situation. Mm-hmm. She I feel bad for her. Mhm. Um because she is so upset. She says I was so starved for kindness that if anyone showed me Haha, <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical. I think we both put this quote in here like two notes apart. Yeah, we did. We got it here. (gasps) Yeah, that's funny. We both love this quote. Apparently, (laughs) yes, yeah, um, yes, yeah. I mean, so do you want to say it, or do you want me to say say it? You can say it. Yeah. So she says, "I was so starved for kindness that if anyone showed me the smallest hint of it, it made me want to do anything for them, and I think you know that." I think you recognize that. And so you used me like everyone else, like Ben, only it feels so much worse because I actually believed you. And okay. She just wants to be safe. She asked him if he could keep her safe. And he says, yeah. And so I feel bad for her because at this point she's tied to a pole and is crying and is very vulnerable. but. She does have this ability that nobody else has to keep his horde safe, and that's his first priority is keeping his horde safe. And she did betray him. Mm-hmm. And going back, she has this ability that can keep his horde safe. And so tactically, I mean, it is a really smart strategy. Yes, right? It makes sense. I mean, yes. I don't fault him for it. He's trying to do what's gonna be best for his people. And She proved herself to be untrustworthy at their very first interaction. And so I feel bad for her. But I also think it's really smart on his part. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I totally understand why he
0: took her and why he doesn't trust her. But it's, it's a rock and a hard place situation. It
1: is, you know, he knew she had no choice. Like after seeing how she was treated and everything, like, I don't know.
0: And to be fair, she will definitely be safer with him, even tied to a pole, than she would be under the Dead Mountain. So, yes. Yeah, he's still offering her protection. I mean, she she's going to get fed. There will be shelter. Nobody's going to beat her. Hmm. Yep. But it's not ideal, right? No. Not ideal to be tied to a pole.
1: Sounds uncomfortable.
0: I mean, there are certainly better things to be tied to, probably, Mm I guess. A bed, maybe. No, it depends. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on the situation. Yeah. if it's voluntary or not. Mm -hmm. Their escape from the Dead Mountain was pretty outstanding. Yes, it was. Mina you know Ben is wailing just beating the crap out of Mina but she manages to get the key like she hit did she hit him yeah she hits him back right Mm -hmm. yeah fights back um gets the key and flees Mm -hmm. gets to Rowan and he incredible hulks his way through a stone pillar Mm -hmm. he's just been whittling his way through it still he's still in chains but And then we get the hand cutting off scene, which is just so, so fantastic. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got Mina as, so they make it back to the horde and he's got Mina as his prisoner and she's mad. And she says, I thought I was angry enough to move on. And my note to myself was, why do I want her to give up? Like, (laughs) I want her to give in and not want to move on. And I think it's just because it would hurt Rowan more if she gave up. And then I, I want him to hurt for I don't know. I don't know why I'm like this. Uh, but he he's like, I want you to eat. And so he tries to like force her to drink broth and she spits it in his face. And it's so classic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's shocked. You dare to spit broth in the Horde King's face. <laughs> she dared Uh uh-huh that's great she also
1: it's in that same encounter I think where she says that she can be patient she can get her strength up and then she's gonna leave him and she's gonna go someplace where nobody will ever use her ever again and I was like yes do it girl do it it was also really sad for her because I think she, like, you know, she thought that she would le- be leaving, like, one bad place to better place, and she did, but, you know, at the same time, she was a prisoner. So, yeah. things didn't work out the way she wanted them to at first. Oh. No. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. What did you think of this word, King? So... I liked him, obviously. I like all of them. He seemed like,
1: for some reason, more bossy than the others and, like, less willing to listen to his um, Pujerak. Is that how it said? I don't, no remember, how we, I don't remember how I don't remember how Right? Like, um, his second-in-command... What's his name? It's, like, Valvik. 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 Valvik tells him... Like, you shouldn't go into the fog. Like, what are you doing? And he goes, it's not your place. And then when he's like, hey, this is not how you should start off a relationship with your wife, essentially. He's just like, ignores him. And I don't know. I feel like the other ones listened more to other people's wisdom. And Rowan was just kind of like, nah, I know what I'm doing.
0: Um, I don't know. I feel like they're all pretty bossy.
1: Really? I don't know why I, I, yeah it's been a while since I read the last one so
0: yeah it seems like know. they're all kind of kind of bossy I don't know mm-hmm. I loved his Pujerak Valovich yes he was why great I le-
1: yes I really liked him I
0: don't know what it was about him but I really liked him I think because he didn't start off being super distressful, And I feel like with some of the other Pooja we've had, they've been very, um,
1: Oh, dance- anti
0: yeah. Anti-human. Anti yes. The yeah. Kyrie. Yeah. They've been anti female, ca- female main character. And this one was immediately like, um, my man, this is not how you start out a relationship. Didn't she help you escape? Why did you tie her to a pole? And how do you think she's going to help us when you're treating her this
1: way? <laughs> this is what he says. And I love this. He says, you capture her, chain her, force her to wed you, and you still expect her to help us. She has no loyalties to us, to you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, really, I mean, yeah. he's very pro Mina, mm-hmm. I guess and I don't know if that's why I like him. I also feel like, he, I don't know, maybe Rowan doesn't listen to him, but, uh, Valovic doesn't pull his punches when he, he says things. And I feel like he's interested in looking at things from a, an emotional perspective, maybe. So he talks to, or I don't know, protecting Mina, maybe whether for mm-hmm. the interest of the horde as a whole, or I don't, I don't get the vibe that he's super attractive. Like, She's generally attractive, but I don't think that he's interested in being with her because he's attracted to her. I think it's more of just like a, let's do what's best for the horde type of situation. So he's like, why don't I just marry her? Mm -hmm. I'll treat her well. I know. It'll be nice to her. It'll be fine. Yes, I know.
1: And I was thinking, um, I would have really liked to see like, so, you know, Valvik, like say all that to Rowan and then end up developing a friendship with Mina. Mm Mm-hmm. And Rowan being
0: like, yeah, <laughs> I would have liked to see that. Yes, yeah, Something to make him a little bit jealous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think that would have been nice too, especially because he talks about how he likes seeing Mina jealous when mm-hmm. she's asking him about Janira, the other woman in their horde who felt like she should have been paired with Rowan. Mm-hmm. Like he, Rowan likes seeing her jealous of her. So I think it would have been nice if we could have had a moment like that between her and Valovic too. Yeah. I like, he does that more than once too. After Rowan, you know, they get married, they have sex and then he basically shuns her for a week and Rowan can, or uh, confronts him cause he's like raging, being all broody and stuff. Valovic's like, um, you know, I could still marry her. Hmm. I will treat her better than you are right now. She's being treated badly. Yep. Yep. Broody males. <laughs> I know. Rowan's name is not so. Rowan was like his mom's name. Right. The actual name is Ruin. It's it's spelled like W R U N Rune. Mm-hmm. But it, it means ruin, and it said kind of like ruin. I think mm-hmm. also, um, yeah. he is the ruin of Rath Rowan, which is hard to say. Mm-hmm. But also, when I was reading this, all I could think of was Rune Dannon, the Valberan prince of the fae Yes, uh, princess of albert like the TikTok sound. Like every mm-hmm. time I read that, I was the TikTok sound came up in my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, Rune Dannon. Um, yeah, in my head, I pronounced it Rune. Yes.
1: But it's Ruin. And I hate that. But I get it. But I was not a fan of that part.
0: Yeah, the story behind his name is brutal. I know. his Dad named him Ruin after his mom died and he was grieving and I mean, this story ends up being kind of sweet. So there's something about how new beginnings happen after things get ruined, right? And so Rath, or the Rath Rowan was the new beginning for his dad after his mom died and he was grieving the loss of his partner, but still. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty. That's a heavy introduction to life. Yeah, I know,
1: and then he has that sword that he made for Rowan. I'm gonna call him Rowan instead of Ruin. Yeah, um,
0: he has the sword,
1: yeah, that he made him hold when he was like two.
0: Yeah, that's when he he started training him. A two year old, like, what? Yeah, I have nephews that age,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I would not put a sharp object in their hands. it's a miracle that he did not die Mm -hmm. can you imagine a a little two-year-old with a sword just just trying to drag it in the dirt behind them no or teaching them any type of defensive action they're just, they can't even like,
1: I mean, they can stand, but like they do not have the coordination for that they at don't. all.
0: They fall down a lot. They can't yes. even run. Like, so motor milestones here, kids don't even run until they're like six, four, mm-hmm. four or six. No, I think it's skipping. They can't start skipping until they, they're six. They run before that. Mm-hmm. I forget what age. It's been a long time since I looked at that. They can run before they're six. I think skipping is when. Is the the normal range for that motor milestone? But I mean, yeah, they're clumsy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take my little three year old nephew and see if I can get him to punch something. (laughs) Do it. Yeah. Let me know how that goes. Okay. (laughs) I I will do that. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So his introduction to life is really is really brutal. What's crazy is that. His grandpa, so his grandma was horrified by it. And his grandpa was like, Oh, yeah, I see, I see what you mean. Because he was grieving because his daughter was his only heir and she died. And so his dad, um, Rowan's dad, was like, Yeah, I'm going to make you the next great horde king. And grandpa was like, Yep, carry on the family line, train the two year old. What? The logic, I just don't understand. Yeah, I know but okay, whatever. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I'm still very interested in the option of having a tail as a fifth appendage. (laughs) I get so excited about these tails. I wish I could understand why I feel like, um, wearing pants would be really awkward with a, with a tail, Mm -hmm. but you would just have like a hole where the tail is. Right. But that means that at least part of your butt would be, does it? Well, I guess it would depend on where the tail. I mean, if it was like an extension of your coccyx or sacrum. You'd be showing at least partial crack for that to come out of pants.
1: Well, you would know, you'd like put it out and then there'd be like a
0: button. You could button it up. Okay. That's, you know, if you say so, I still don't think there's any way for this to happen without at least partial butt showing, but whatever. <laughs> I think they're so cool. Yes. I would like for us to evolve here. Mm-hmm. I would evolve. also still really like for it, the males to evolve the DACA, the vibrating clitoral stimulating nub above the penis. Yes. Please. Please that evolve be- to that. You may not be able to find the clitoris, but this way you won't have to. <laughs> uh, you
1: know, it's,
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I made myself laugh with that one. That was good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they get married. Mm -hmm. And Rowan uses coercion and threats to get Mina to marry him. He's like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to marry me, or I'm going to go back and kill all those humans under the mountain. It's not really the best way to start a marriage, but okay.
1: hmm Yeah. That, and
0: his um, Poojarek points that out too. Yeah. It's not, how you, it's, not, it's not how this works. It's not a good idea, my friend. Mm-hmm. You're going to regret this. Yeah. So. Zoe Draven is so good at writing sex scenes.
1: hmm
0: And they go on for a while. They do. Like pages Which and pages. It is mm-hmm. outstanding. Uh a lot of times there is lots of pre penetration activity. Mm -hmm. Frequently there's clitoral stimulation, there's nipple stimulation, like sometimes there's aggressive penetration, but in the in in the scope of all of the other stuff that happens, like I'm kind of okay with it. Uh the tail gets involved sometimes, which I also love. Um, but then he immediately ghosts her. Yes. i have sex for the first time. He's like, All right, I'm out, bye. And I, I think know. I cried a little bit because she was so shocked and upset.
1: Yeah, I felt so bad for her. Like,
0: there was no odd. aftercare. She was vulnerable. She mm-hmm. was sore and bleeding a little bit and talking about how brute, like she was bruised and he's just gone. Yeah. And then he ignores her for a week. God, I'm such an idiot. Like, ugh. Oh, I'm
1: having feelings. I've got to run away. That's what run that was. The
0: feelings. I know you stupid male. What <laughs> are you doing? And then everyone in the horde starts to disrespect her because he's ignoring her. People mm-hmm. are looking her directly in the face. They're not even bringing her food anymore. The only person that's really taking care of her is her peaky, her maid. Mm-hmm. Um, Hukri? Huk- Hukri? I don't Something, know. Like that. Something like that. Um, it's awful. I feel so bad for her. He puts her in this situation and then does nothing to take care of her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so once they do resolve their feelings and he apologizes and they start having like a sex life again, right. He basically refuses to penetrate her mm-hmm. because he knows that she bled the first time. And do they not know that like her Lady's maid didn't seem surprised. Yeah. I don't know why he was so surprised by that, um, and horrified, but it was really sweet. He was like, No, I won't, you know, I'll just use my tongue and my hands, and then I'll um spill, was that what they say? Spill their seed. Spill the seed. <laughs> spill well, the I seed. also
0: wonder if part of it was that, you know, he's never had sex with a human before, and she's very small. Yes. And so I wonder if part of it was not just that it wasn't that she hadn't had sex with anymore. He was just afraid that because of their difference in size,
1: right? Well, he does say, oh my God, like, yeah, we can't fit or something like maybe we
0: really can't fit. Yeah. He, I think he was just horrified that he had hurt her in in general and was maybe more concerned less about her being have never having never been in pen, been turned pin pin been penetrated before, but more just that he hurt her um also I would love for us to normalize not bleeding when you're having sex for the first time mm-hmm. um, that doesn't have to be a thing that happens that occurs a lot in books, and I feel like that's an next women a lot of times are told the first time they have sex like you should expect it to be painful and you might bleed and stuff, and that's not. Necessarily true. My therapist is like the pelvic floor PT, and he is coming out right now just because I got kind of fired up about this recently. But if you're spending an adequate amount of time on foreplay and using lubricant and things like that, sex doesn't have to be painful or result in like a red wedding type of situation the first time you have sex. Yes. I know it's a book. I just want to normalize that for everyone. Sex doesn't have to be painful um and
1: it shouldn't be no one of the thing that I found one of the things that I found amusing was so when they do have penetrative sex again right it mm-hmm. starts off with Mina's just kind of like I don't know what's going on so I'm just gonna like take it right mm-hmm. so she tries to ride him basically and he's horrified he's like oh my god no stop. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hurt you it was just sweet and she was
0: them returning to sexy times is preceded by him apologizing for being such an idiot. Um, and so I want to talk about the apology in a second. But what I like about the fact that they don't immediately jump into penetration is that they don't immediately jump into penetration. Like, I feel like after he apologizes to her for being so distant and um basically rejecting and ignoring her for a week. Um, they don't, she says, like, I don't know if I can trust you and they don't really like things have been rocky. And so I feel like from a power dynamic perspective, it's better for them to not jump straight into a penetrative sex activity, like them getting close to each other without having that, um, crafting intimacy that doesn't involve penis going in vagina I like that from I feel like it balances things a little bit more um and then I also like from a power balance perspective as well Mina feeling confident enough um and safe enough with him to say okay I'm gonna like she just she she mounts him right um, but she can do that because first of all, she doesn't understand why he hasn't been trying to do that up to this point, but also because she, she wants to, she's choosing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, again, that lends itself to a little bit more of a power balance. Um, and I also, I mean, I just, I like how sensitive he is and not choosing that, um, because he is concerned that it's going to injure her and, um, what I will say is that I interact with people sometimes where sex is painful. Um, but it seen like a duty, like Mm -hmm. they there's this pressure to push through the pain and that, I mean, it just makes me hurt for the, the people who experience. that is their experience with sex. Like just dig your teeth, like dig deep and bury your way through it. Cause not only should sex not be painful ideally it's also also pleasurable right it's an enjoyable experience and so Mm -hmm. just from the things that I see and what I do I I like this
1: yes yeah reading books just as like even somebody who like doesn't have that um your job or anything like that just is just a better way to read it instead of just like ramming it in
0: Yes. You know, it's just a more enjoyable
1: reading experience in general.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've read books like that before where it's like, it's Mm going to be painful initially, but it'll get better. It's like, okay, but wouldn't it be great if it wasn't like painful at all? Mm -hmm. Um, Having a partner like this, like Rowan, who is sensitive and concerned about causing his partner pain. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that Zoe Draven is really fantastic at writing like the penetrative sex scenes, but I love her ability to take a non-penetrative scene and make it long
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: detailed and so hot. I mean, there's like sexy talk, there's a mutual masturbation, like, I mean, no, this book doesn't have a mutual masturbation situation, but like, it's just- like, it's great to write a good penetrative scene, but it's fantastic to be able to write a scene that doesn't involve penetration and it still be this intense. I just love it. I get, based on the way that he was raised, why he responds this way to Mina, mm-hmm. right? So he was told for basically his whole life that females would be the ruin of him. hmm So you walk into a relationship with all of that baggage. I can see how when you're told to basically be fearful of women for their ability to ruin your life, how feeling anything for a woman would be scary. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so instead of, you know, talking to Mina about his feelings, because why would you do that? He just runs away. Mm -hmm. Just run away. Um, basically rejects her causes lots of issues within the horde and then his poosier you know can confront him and what i really like in that situation is that we have a a healthy conversation between two males about their feelings
1: Mm -hmm. right yes
0: I mean, I would like to petition to have all males written by female authors, because this is fantastic. Valovic is like, look, you need to recognize that your dad was wrong and you need to apologize. And Rowan is like, you're right. I will. And he finally,
1: finally listens to Valovic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he, he apologizes. He is super honest and vulnerable with Nina and uh, confesses to her that he's been sleeping on the cot in the council, Valiki their tent, because it smells like her. So he's missed her. And he does this very long apology. I mean, it's like three or four pages of apology. Love that. Yes. Um, and then part of this, so the, the, I won't read the whole apology, but there's part of it that I like. Um, and he says... I made my horde think you were weak when really it was my own weakness that they needed to witness. And so he's acknowledging her strengths, but also his own weakness. And I like that. Um, And then after he, so he apologizes and explains. So he apologizes and he's specific about the things that he's apologizing for, which is fantastic. But then after he apologizes, he also makes a plan uh, to try to balance the power dynamics between him and Mina, because she says, like, I have nothing, I have n- nothing here. And he says, okay, well, let's give you something. And so he offers to help save Tess and the humans that are in the dead mountain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He says to make up for what I have done. I am willing to do this. Yes. Yeah.
1: Cause she says something along like, okay, well, words are one thing, but actions are another. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, you got it. Yeah. Um, we learn that Rowan's father committed suicide once Rowan like goes off on his own after becoming a horde king. Yeah. And because he wants to be with the female that he loved, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or loves. And it, kind of, it was kind of like Romeo and Juliet, right? Kind of gave me those vibes. I'm so in love. I can't live without you. But it's also like kind of sweet.
0: You know, I yes, I felt like, the same way like, kind of sad, but also kind of sweet, too. Yeah, like he was just waiting for his child to get grown enough and to accomplish the things that he, he you know, set out to do. And then he was like, Okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's sad. I mean, what a great love that you spend your entire life pining and then finally you accomplish And It's like, Okay, I'm ready to. I mean, yeah it's sad and sweet. I love how after Rowan decides to be all in with Nina, like he really commits to it, Mm -hmm. is publicly affectionate with her, uh, seeks her out during the day, just really goes all in. I think that's fantastic. It's so sweet to read about. And then that uh, woman, Junira, De Nira? De Nira, whatever her name is, um, was the one that he was having sex with before, but never made any promises to confronts him because her dad is throwing a hissy because he is upset that Rowan didn't choose his daughter to marry and doesn't want to go to the dead mountain. So she confronts him publicly and he's like, and she tries to use their past relationship and he has none of it yeah I love it he's kind of harsh with her but I'm here for it
1: Mm -hmm. I really like they have um a conversation like where he brings up love Mm -hmm. right and she doesn't really have a reaction to it and he's all disappointed
0: yeah
1: and he brings up he's like oh she didn't say anything Mm
0: -hmm. yeah there, I mean, they they end up being really cute, and so he's developing, you know, loving feelings for her, but feels conflicted in that situation. But then is later comforted when she is so concerned about him being injured, and he realizes, like, oh, she cares for me. Mm-hmm. Or when she was jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's gleaning things from those situations, like, oh, maybe she can love me one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's only been like two weeks, right? <laughs>
1: It hasn't been that long. It has not
0: been a very long time, so.
1: <laughs> Give it some time.
0: Yeah. Things get pretty wild in the last part of this book. Yep,
1: they, so they do. Start,
0: they start making a plan to go to the dead mountain to rescue the humans. Mm-hmm. And then those plans are escalated when uh, four of the dark cars are kidnapped from the edge of the fog. Mm-hmm. And so what I love, is how instrumental mina becomes in protecting the horde at the end of this book Mm -hmm. so they make the plan they're gonna ride she's gonna lift the fog and they're gonna ride to the mountain um, to rescue the people well the witches in the mountain use the fog or use their magic to shift the fog so now it's going to cover uh rowan's horde and so Mina uses her power to make a barrier so that the horde can escape when the fog is shifted over their enc- encampment. And then she makes another barrier so that the cars can ride to the mountain to rescue the ones that were taken. And then after everyone is safe and Valavik carries her to the dead mountain, she forms a barrier within the barrier to protect her mate and the humans and the other dark cars. And she pulls the ones that were taken within their protection. And then she works as Rowan's shield when he's trying to get close to the witch who is attempting to hurt them. Yes. She's and- so powerful.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that they work in tandem together. Like mm-hmm. she protects him, And then she learns she's says he, or she's the shield. He's the sword, right? Yes. Yeah. Then she drops down so he can attack and then lifts back up and they work together and it's just
0: yeah it's so i love that imagery of her shielding him mm-hmm. um also i had been trying to figure out for the whole book why her chapters were represented by a shield
1: mm-hmm.
0: his are represented by a sword which makes sense because it gets brought up so many times i was like mm-hmm. what is this picture but that with this it makes sense she is the shield to his sword um and I think that's just really lovely imagery. Um, and that that also finally makes sense. But what she says is, I protected him defending against her blows as he strode closer and closer. And together we became a powerful thing. We became one. I like the unification imagery that's brought in here. Um, we have like, an offensive and a defensive strategy now too so shielding and sword um it's just it's very nice Mm -hmm. and so they save the day (laughs) yes they
1: do they save every well and almost goes bad though when the mountain starts collapsing
0: yeah um i think it's interesting that the price to be paid for power is pain like she talks about how intense the pain is she's basically an excruciating just like agony using the power that she's got um and when they kill the witch that is also that's trying to harm them it creates a power imbalance and so the basically because of that and Mina's power, like the whole mountain collapses which is intense. Like that's, that's a lot. Yes. (laughs) Takes a lot of energy. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's just an enormous amount of power. Mm -hmm. And then, so like they escape, I can't even fathom what it would be near what it would be like to be near a mountain as it was collapsing um but they they escape they make it back to and she's trying to hold on to the shield or the barrier that she created to keep the fog from ensconcing them as they're running back to the horde um when it cracks and they use the fire to help guide rowan and her back to their horde um but they they get back and like the last of the mountain collapses and he feels Mina's heart stop beating yes I it's such an intense moment yes and he freaks out okay
1: so there's something I love those scenes in books where the woman or female care lead is horribly injured and or dead or dying and the Male lead just freaks out and is like, "Oh my god!" or something. Those are like
0: some of my favorite scenes. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so intense and and great. Um, but we're pretty much always guaranteed a happily ever after with this book. So or with this author, right? Which yes. I like. like. Otherwise, I would have been very worried. Um, So Mm -hmm. Mina's in like a a deep sleep and she's okay. But Rath Drauka from the third Horde King book shows up with his wife. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And they're like, oh, I mean, she'll probably be fine. She's still breathing. It's okay. Tell us what happened. I'm very curious to see where this story is going to go because they introduce the next wrath so it's wrath serok who is supposedly the bastard child of the Dothakar, the leader of their their like prime minister basically mm-hmm. um so is this going to be like the last one i don't know are we going to have the- a confrontation i don't
1: know so. i
0: don't want this series to end i want it to go on forever i
1: know i know Ugh.
0: me too i love it i really i think i might read the fourth book again um that one was so good yeah i loved. so in the epilogue in this book we find out that she might be pregnant which is par for the course um they- the humans always end up pregnant. I mean, there's no birth control, so I guess that makes sense. Um, but I like, so they're in the place that's near where she grew up and she's pleading to go see her father's grave, uh, which is very, it's sweet. He's um, kind of directed them out in this area so that she could do that. Um, but I like how they're talking about naming their kid if they are pregnant, um, something that re- means rebirth, but not in like a dark ominous depressing ruin type of way yes (laughs) like a new dawn type of way yes that is so sweet and cute let's talk about our quotes Mm -hmm. yes okay so we had the same quote apparently but i'm going to say this one because you said i could so (laughs) um rowan is saying this and not really i don't know that it's a favorable way that he's saying it but I think it's favorable. Females were the most powerful being in this universe. Yes, honey, mm. who run the world? Mm-hmm. Recognize.
1: Yes, I highlighted that too, but I highlighted the whole thing where it says it's what his father told him. Yeah. That Stuff. Yeah. Yep. Females were the most powerful beings in the universe. Yeah, I liked that quote.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. What was your favorite? other favorite since I stole your favorite I don't know if I stole it we just had the same thing no
1: you didn't steal it you just put it down before I got to put mine down so (laughs) that's all that's all um so the other one I picked was ruin can lead to rebirth it can lead to hope and beginnings which I liked um just because it's true and it's one of those ways of looking at like oh the glass is half full as well as you know when one door closes another door opens you know
0: like yeah. sort of also like is. the death of the Phoenix, I feel like kind of runs in line with this too. Like it's born from yes. the ashes, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. So even like something bad happening can,
0: you know, precipitate something good. Yeah. I have had the hardest year of my life, Yes. but I, I realized recently that I am also living my best life right now. So I totally get that. All right. So join us next
1: week. We'll be talking about the time that I got drunk and saved a demon by
0: Kimberly Lemming. Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.